Obama got elected, now there is no end to Democrats who want to tax and spend. Tax and spend us into bankruptcy with a tax cheat running our treasury. You spend two trillion bucks, what do you get? No recovery, but deeper in debt. St. Peter better call me for it's too late. I owe my soul to the welfare state. Obama is a leftist, this he can't deny. Govern from the center was a great big lie. Karl Marx's manifesto is his playbook. And you and me soon will be on the hook. You're spending two trillion bucks in unsecured cash. Soon the dollar will be pure trash. Our bondholders we have to appease. We owe our soul to the red Chinese. Obama and his people are making a mess. Bernanke's fired up the printing press. Printing money that don't exist. No wonder America is getting peeved. Just spend two trillion bucks. They ain't done yet. Obama and Pelosi piling up the debt. I work hard for my money. This I don't deserve. We owe our souls. To the Federal Reserve. Я не террорист. Я борец за свободу. New word from the nation's top scientists on the zombie virus that appeared two weeks ago. They released information saying that the symptoms to watch for are aggression, foaming from the mouth, deterioration of motor skills, and an unbelievable hunger. Be advised that if an infected becomes hostile, the only way to harm them is to shoot them in the head. Y'all thought we had gone away. Yeah, what's up, people? How's it going over there, Shooter Dan? What's that? I said, how's it going over there? It's fucking great. What the fuck else? (laughs) Oh, man. It's a crisp October day in Florida today. It is. I know it was freezing last night. It got down to sixty-one. So all you motherfuckers out there freezing your balls off. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the truth. So man, there's been a lot going on since uh, since we did last did a podcast. There's global turmoil, turmoil across the United States, and there's Occupy Wall Street people, and the debates, and. And gun runners taking to new yeah, levels. Scandals. Where do you start? And scandals. Fast and funky. <laughs> it's fucking shitty. Yeah, it's fucking craziness going on out there. 
the craziest shit of all is fucking Operation Wall Street or Occupy Wall Street. Right. It is. <clears throat> what do you? What? What's your take on it? For real, I love it. I think it's fucking awesome entertainment. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm in reserve. You know, I, I said I wanted to go when I first heard about it. I'm like, damn, I need to get down there. Right. You know, it just looked like fun. Right. You know? Right. I, could, I got shit I could scream about. Yeah, you know, me we, too. We heard that guy on the video screaming, and I'm like, I could get out there and scream some shit. Right. It's like a place to let all your just like let yourself fucking go and scream. What the fuck? Yeah, right. Like get, you know. When I when I look at it, I, I I just think it's a great thing that the people are pissed. Yeah, I really do. I think right. it's it's awesome. You know, it's like people needed to be pissed a long time ago. And if anything good comes out of this whole housing bubble and the financial problems and everything, maybe one thing that's good to come out of it is that people will be more aware of the uh, you know the 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 machinations of our government and how it intrudes and, and disrupts things. You know, you know what I mean? And people are becoming aware and it's, and it's growing. And I tell you this, and what I see, just let me get this off my chest. Cause this has been burning me up for a while now was the, the, all the gotcha videos, you know, you know, there's Marxists out there and there's malice out there and there's leftist this and, and it, this and that, you know, and it is, but man, when you start looking at some more uh, libertarian-minded websites, like especially Lou Rockwell had a couple of great, really great articles that came out, and it was about you go down there and know, yeah, it attracts those type of people. You know what I mean? And that's where the, all the cameras are focused on. You know, but the majority of the people aren't quite as uh, left to center as they would, you know, like the mainstream media would like you to know, you know, believe, especially. You know, Fox News, you know, they're notorious. And Breitbart has a bunch of videos out there where he's trying to... Where, where, look, I ain't going to lie. The, the Occupy Wall Street people, they are they're easy targets, man. Yeah, well, the five companies that own the freaking media or all news channels, they ain't going to fucking talk about it. Uh-uh. They downplayed it for a long time. I think it was in the like... It was like two weeks going right when it started without any mention of it. Right. It was, ra- it was raging. Right. But yeah, you're going to have people out there, and even even normal people are going to make fun of it to a certain extent because it is a freak show and it is a circus. But it, it is the a fact circus. is, a zombie's waking up is a fucking circus. So you know, <laughs> yeah, have fun with it, people. Exactly. I have been guilty of making fun of them, and trust me, there's a lot to make fun of. And some of some, and, and and I'm not discounting humor because I watch some of those videos and laugh my ass off at the ignorance that some of these people have. Yeah, even even on Twitter, you just see a lot of people saying, you know, making jokes on it and all that. Right. It's just that's just the nature of fucking douchebag humans, you know. Right. So, yeah, but I all all in all, I think it's a cool thing. It's really cool what people are doing. I, I encourage it. I'm glad to see it spreading around the world. Remember a few episodes ago we talked about the citizens' militia? The militia is you. It's me, right? Yeah. And if y'all haven't went back and listened to that, y'all need to. But that's the only thing going on here except they don't have the gun. You know? <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> not yet. And, and I will um, completely defend their right to get together and you know and 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 protest that it's written in the first amendment they have a right so all you people on all you haters on twitter you, do you remember what it was like when everybody was coming down on the tea party 
Do you remember that? I remember from the very beginning of the Tea Party being right there. Yeah, Tea Party was a grassroots movement just like that. Right. It was. And everybody ridiculed you and this, that, and the other. You know how it feels already. Do you know? So stop it. You yeah. Know? That, that's the one thing about it that kind of burns me up is a lot of people out there, like, or at least it was portrayed. I'll take that back. It was portrayed like most of the people out there were anti-Tea Party, mm-hmm. which I could see them being anti-Tea Party. Yeah. Right. But they really don't know that the Tea Party meant to be exactly what they're doing. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. It started out just like they started out. Right. They could easily become the Occupy My Balls fucking party. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like the Tea Baggers became the... Uh, the Tea Party became the Tea Baggers. Right. You know, they... Uh, people can turn it around, but I, it is growing a lot. It seems to be... T- have a, it has a lot more momentum than the Tea Party movement did, and the Tea Party was a little bit more shirt, white shirt, fucking tie. Middle of the tie. Middle of the road, white American. Yeah, it wasn't so much uh, young people. Uh, it wasn't so so much hippie, you know what I mean? Right. Kinda, which a lot of people say it's yeah. hippie, but... I don't, I didn't, I don't remember seeing... figure speech. Hey, I don't remember seeing one drum circle... At a Tea Party rally. No, I'll tell you what, though, when fucking <laughs> Occupy fucking Girls Gone Bad gets there, call me. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to tell you, hippies, uh, you're doing it all wrong. Start showing some tits and ass. <laughs> yeah. And guys, man, y'all need to get guns. Yeah. Nobody takes protect nobody. Protect the tits and ass. Guys with guns protecting the tits and ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> Then things will get fun. Right. Hey, you even talked about it that uh, these other countries are showing us how to protest. Yeah, it just happened this last weekend. All of a sudden, the um, you know it spread globally again in, in Europe, and they went out there and, and tore some shit up. Now, I'm not saying they need to go tear some shit up, but quit being so goddamn mindful of the law. Right. You know what I mean? You're, you're raging against that. We got to do the twinkles. Man, the twinkles bug me. It's like, that's so fucking hippie. You know, it's like, no. You know, oh, they won't let us use a sound device. We got to use the people's <laughs> microphone. Get a fucking sound device they and make them have, fucking rip it out of your hand. They can't even have signs with sticks on them. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I did see some people with uh, carved out guns though. They were fake guns. Right, that was pretty cool. Really? Yeah. All right. They had made like wooden guns. <laughs> yeah, like uh, uh, you better watch out, motherfuckers! You get shot. I yeah, think I it's think, symbolic. Yeah, it's just symbolic. I think guns would be good there, really. <laughs> in New York City, you go yeah, to you it's a shoot, felony. You can shoot all the stupids, <laughs> like the ones that fucking that one guy that was rubbing his ass fucking uh, shit on the fucking car. Oh god! Yeah, you see that? You just fucking shoot them. Yeah, that or or Tony Baloney. <laughs> yeah, y'all know who Tony Baloney is yet by now. He's, he's I think he's a household word, right? He's having a bad year. Yeah, he is. he's he's that he's that douchebag white shirt that. Uh, what was what was he doing? Pepper spraying that girl and punching oh, her. Oh yeah, or what it was was the girls. Um, they had them cornered in like a uh, police netting that nets off. You know, yeah, kinda, I saw. Like they had them backed into that. They had them controlled. They were not out of control. Right. The, the girls were yelling. You right. know, but they weren't doing anything. They were, they were there. Right. Police had them surrounded. All right. And this is one of the first and, videos, And uh, right? you see these white co- white shirts approach, right? Right. These douchebags just walk up, and they're the douchebags with the big guts. And, you know, you can tell that they're, like, are the, the authority. higher authority, right? Right, right. And, they, and you, you expect them to take con- better control. But they, they just walk up, and they look like uh, they're just bullies. That's what they look like to me. And one of them especially, he just makes his he, – he, he beats ass through the crowd or makes his way through the crowd, and then he just reaches – and grabs the pepper spray or uh-huh. whatever, and then reaches through and, and nonchalantly soaks just soaks the freaking <laughs> girls with it, right. and then and then 
and then slithers off like the fucking slime bag fucking snakey is. Right. So what do you do in these situations when everybody's calling for peaceful protest? You know, and and they know better than to shut it down because it was one of the founding fathers, and I'm going to paraphrase, and I don't know which one it is, and I don't even know the exact quote. I just know it goes something like, uh, "When the authorities shut down peaceful protests, violent protests is sure to follow," and they know this, you know, because if they shut down the peaceful one, it's going to just anger everybody. So they got to let this thing grow, but they don't want it to, you know. So they're trying to figure out how to stop it, and they're using the force of the police department to protect the interests of the bankers right now. Listen, I don't even know what their agenda is. I've heard from from the right, I hear it's a leftist Marxist agenda, you know, uh, but uh, to me, a lot of what they were saying out there sounds just like the beginnings of that Tea Party, you know, Federal it Reserve. Is. It is. Right. It's all the same topics. Right. You know, it's kind of like the religion, you know, you get, you, you got the fundamentals there. Right. And all the religions and, that's the same thing. They got the fundamentals. It's just a different religion. Right. They uh, believe in something different, a little bit different. But the fundamentals are there, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they span <clears throat> all the groups. Yeah, because their frustration and their anger, the tea, what rose the Tea Party up and what rising these people up is is the same, that they know something is fucked up. <laughs> you know? They know it. To their core, they know something is wrong. And they're a little misdirected because I don't think it should be Occupy Wall Street. To me, it should be Occupy the White House. It should be Occupy Congress. It should be down there. Do you know what I mean? Because uh, a lot of what Washington, D.C. did allowed the shit to happen. You I think know? it should be Occupy Obama's asshole with many dicks. That's what it should be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We're going on the watch list now. Yeah. Don't drone me, bro. <laughs> Yeah, if y'all don't know about the drones, man, they, they've got some new ones out, you know, because I'd like to talk about this for a minute. And y'all, and, and I know if we lose a few listeners when I say this, well, it wasn't meant for this podcast, all right? I'm going to be honest. You know, Bye. yeah, we, uh, we, uh, it's been what, all, three and a half weeks since we did one, right? And there's a reason for it. And let's get to that first. Let's, let's go ahead and clear the air about what oh, took us yeah. on. Okay? Forgot all about it. Yeah, I'm glad y'all hung with us this long. Then I'll tell you what I'm going to say that's going to piss off some people, and then they'll, they'll quit listening to us, all right? Uh, Anwar, what's his name? Anwar Al-Awlaki, right? Uh-huh. The YouTube terrorist. The man who got who's their biggest recruiting tool because he grew up here in America, and he spoke really good English, right? And... Well, they fucking hellfire missiled his ass, right? And I saw all the whoo-hoo, hell yeah, America, you yeah, got that motherfucker. America, fuck yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And you got to understand that he's an American citizen, yo. You know, you might not like what he said, and he was never charged with any crimes. And if he was charged with a crime, we well, you, you can try him in court in absentia and then go ahead and sentence him to death for whatever he said, which is ridiculous. But you can't have the CIA giving the president papers to sign, basically signing his death warrant without proper, you know, he, he, whether you like him, whether you hate him. And, he, I, and trust me, I think he's a bad guy, right? Oh, how do I, I was going to go back on the thing. And whether he's, I just, this was on my mind, whether he's a bad guy or not. You know, as an American citizen, he's afforded 
due process of law through the Constitution, and he wasn't given that. So that means a glass ceiling was broke, and it scares the shit out of me. You know, what happens if you know the you know yeah it was halfway around the world? It was he, they didn't drone somebody in in New Mexico. You know what I mean? But what if that happens? Oh, we broke up a terrorist operation and or an or, or a illegal drug running cartel that was coming through Arizona, and we droned them, and you know it starts getting into some real gray area, you know, and it also killed his. It was somebody affiliated with him who was also an American. So two, the first time in history, the president has assassinated two U.S. citizens without their due course in, in court. Now, I'm not talking about the, the terrorists that live over there. They're citizens of another country, and they're doing something against the, America's interests. You know, whatever. That's fucking war, right? But. When you're an American citizen, it has to be handled a little more delicately, and it and it, and, it, and I take it as a sign of every everybody shut the fuck up because you could be next. We could be freaking sitting right here, and all of a sudden, boom, door crashes in, and people come in here and stop our podcast because they don't like what the hell we're saying. You know, that ain't saying they're going to assassinate us, but you got to watch out for that kind of stuff because they're trying to silence people. Do you know what I mean? Whether you believe or not that Alalaki had a right to uh, constitutional rights to some, you know, in a, in American court system is 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 uh, what do you call it uh, irrelevant because he was an American citizen regardless, and it's just like the Occupy Wall Streeters; they have a right to do what they're doing even if you disagree. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty sad. It's it is a sad, sad situation. He's an American citizen. He had American parents. American parents are freaking mourning his death. Right. I hope, the, I hope they get a. You know, they're supposed to supposedly suing somebody. I don't know who. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they'll make progress. I don't know, but it's sad. It is the government. They, when you get that high level and the or the technology that we got going on, which uh, ties into something we can talk about now or later. Then you got that kind of money pouring. That much money pouring into the military industrial complex that is America. Right. They don't give a fuck. No, they don't. They, don't. they just don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck I about think they you. They kill a lot of people. This is like the first time somebody has been just outright killed without it being covered up. You know right, what I mean? Right. They, they actually wanted to. It's what's sad about it is that it's publicity. They thought right, or at least they thought its publicity would have more warrant than covering it up. Right. You know what I mean? And it did. People jumped on it. Woohoo! We got another yeah. one. We got another one. That's what's really sad. Yeah, without even realizing. And Ron Paul tried to bring this up, but people booed him for it in that, a couple elections, I mean, a couple of debates back. But, you know, it, it's a touchy situation. But the fact is, an American citizen is an American citizen. And if he's a criminal, you bring him to justice you, through a court system. Now, you know, they say, well, he, is, he was brought to justice. Okay, well, if he did something to warrant his death, that's fine. Well, try him for the crime in absentia in the courts, find a guilty verdict. Sign his death warrant and go get him. You know what I mean? No, this is a this is executive power grab. You know, it just goes back to when they say uh, a terrorists don't have any rights anymore. They can if they, if they find you a terrorist, they can they exactly. can try you without any rights or it was not pa- try you at all. It was in the Patriot Act. Yeah, he, he, uh, thank so. you, Patriot Act. That's what a beautiful <clears throat> piece of paper that is. <laughs> wipe my ass on the. Pa- it should be called the Unpatriotic yeah, you Act. You don't hear. I don't hear. A lot of people hollering about that anymore. Well, there's so, so much news. other going on. Did you hear Obama started a new war? <laughs> Yay, 
Well, uh, there's only a hundred troops, but yeah, but it's yeah. another war front. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's only a hundred troops. A fucking dangerous one too. Them them monkeys are crazy over there. <laughs> yes, they are. That nigger general don't play. <laughs> general buck naked. <laughs> He's coming out with his AK-47. Y'all in trouble. But anyway, well, I got off track because I was going to thank Tom. Oh yeah, go go for it. I thought you were too. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> oh Sorry, I, that shit was seething in my head. And if y'all listen, if y'all don't agree with me, that's fine. Let us know. Explain to me. Email us. You can get in touch with us. Put it in the show comments. Whatever. Let us know why you disagree. You know, let us know why you feel that it was okay because the Patriot Act ordained it. The Patriot Act is an unconstitutional uh, document that will not be challenged in the Supreme Court. You know, it will not because who's going to go against the Patriot Act, you know? But anyway, I digress. Tom. Tom is a, a good guy. Don't, I, don't I, say his last name. I won't. He did something really amazing. We was uh, about 10 days from our last podcast out, and we were sitting down to do it. And we we got a rather, uh, I ain't going to tell how much either, sizable donation from Tom to us because he knew we needed a digital recorder, which we did buy. So I, and so we just me and me and Shooter Dan decided we were just gonna hold off. We're just gonna hold off until we got this digital recorder, and hopefully y'all y'all will enjoy the sound quality a little bit better than what it had been. And uh, we was able to get digital recorder, a couple of mic arms, you know. Yep. Meet it up, bitches. Watch this. Hey, <laughs> yeah, <how> sweet <laughs> that sounded. <laughs> hey, can I do that? It's even prettier. Yeah, go for it, dude. Hey, it's Rico on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta get my Rico on. So, so now we're hoping uh, with the with the mic arms, we can keep the mics at proper distances and you know technical stuff. And we're we're gonna shoot a video and put it up on YouTube or something for you guys, let y'all see it. And Tom, really appreciate yes, you, man. Thank you. And uh, you know we've had that donation button on the website for a while, and we never really said anything about it on a podcast, and I'm glad he went there and found it and, and did what he did. You know, it was awesome, and we really appreciate it. And it's nice to know that people uh, are trying to back us. And you can also listen to us on Stitcher Radio now. That's another thing that happened in, the, in our little hiatus. Uh, got on Stitcher. So if you have a Stitcher app or you know, uh, on your smartphone, you can find us there as well now too. So it's just another way to listen. So now that that's all over with, what you got? Huh? What you got? Oh, I ain't got nothing. You got something? I ain't ever got nothing. Huh? Nothing here. Oh, you didn't. I did it. You know what that means? Damn, I thought we were running out of time and shit. <laughs> <laughs> we just started. Alright, for all y'all new listeners haven't haven't heard this yet There's a little segment we call When Zombies Attack Shooter Dan's gonna, gonna, going to uh, enlighten us with uh, Stories of when real life Zombies attack Alright, first one out of Columbia, South Carolina Up at a petite days in clerk prepared the hotel's breakfast, unaware that a full-blown zombie, big motherfucker, more than double her size lay in wait to ambush her. Uh-huh. The zombie sprang on the woman and put a knife to her throat. Intent, police believe, on robbery and zombie assault. Oh, Jesus. Uh, the zombie put the knife down and prepared to tie up the woman. 
but its plan was never completed. The clerk drew a handgun and shot the motherfucking zombie once in the chest, killing it instantly. She did the correct thing. She protected herself, said uh, Richland County, South Carolina, Sheriff Leon Lott. The lesson for zombies is you never know when you're going to encounter someone who is armed and will protect themselves to the fullest extent of the law. Good. That's what... (laughs) That's what... (laughs) That's yeah. why concealed carry permits are out there for. So if, uh, if you don't have one, go get one. If you're in Florida, get in touch with us, and uh, we'll, we'll give you the training. All right, what's next? All right, out of um, Seattle, Washington, here's a story of a zombie who had a really bad day, even by undead standards. He was in the <laughs> midst of a... <laughs> he was in, in the yeah, midst of a house. You can't have a shittier day if you're, you know, by undead standards. You know, you're, you're already dead. It's got to be shitty. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the midst of uh, trespassing in a house, rifling through drawers. You know how them zombies like to rifle through shit. <laughs> yeah. It cabinets in the kitchen. When it was discovered by the homeowner, panicked, it grabbed a knife. For a moment, it thought about and reached for the homeowner's children but the homeowner said fuck you grabbed a claw hammer and nearly removed a chunk of the zombie's skull all right <laughs> it fled the home <laughs> another fucking zombie terror <laughs> a neighbor observed it beating ass down the street Damn. and the zombie Can't next move was to hijack a car hold on hold on hold on you said that the homeowner grabbed a hammer yeah. We need to get in touch with Miss Pelosi and President Obama, and we need to have all hammers banned or yeah, registered. We need to have the motherfuckers out loud. Hammers are dangerous people. <laughs> Sorry. I know. It reminded me of something I used to tell you. What? It's like, I just can't wait to the day that somebody goes to a mall or a school with a samurai sword and just cuts motherfuckers in half. Yeah. Uh, what, what are those things called that are made for cutting heads off? The, the zombie knife? The one that's oh, shaped the, like a boomerang? Oh, the kukri. Yeah, the kukri. Yeah. Dude, I bet I could fuck some people up with a kukri. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be brutal. It wouldn't be like little gunshot wounds, you know what I mean? This is purely hypothetical. Like... <laughs> Shooter dad will never harm anyone with a kukri. I got, some more, I, I got some more hypothetical bullshit for you motherfuckers, too, but we'll talk about that later. Anyway, zombie was beating ass down the street. Okay. And its next move was to hijack a car. All right. Zombies can drive, damn it. <laughs> Bad move. Another bad move. The driver, a concealed carry permit holder, shot the zombie three times in the lower torso and held him for uh, authorities. Doesn't say if he died or lived, but he was fucked up pretty bad. Anyway, so he got a hammer buried in his skull and got shot three times all in one day. And the the, the car owner shot him from the car? Yeah. See? He's trying to get in. Now, this goes back to training. You know, drawing your weapon... And firing from a sitting position in a vehicle is a lot different than what you practice out on a range when you've got perfect access. Do you know what I mean? To your to your firearm. So people go out there and get some training for that very reason. You never know when a zombie's going to run up on you with a half a skull missing from a claw hammer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. Anyway, that uh, wraps up Zombies Attack for this week. Let's see. What do we got next week? We got to talk about the jobs bill. Okay. We got to talk about this. I heard it got shot down in the Senate, uh, but it's gonna re- it's gonna rise up from the undead in Congress once more because these these Democrats want this jobs bill. They pushing for this jobs bill. Obama's actually trying to. Uh, 
He is actually trying to. Um, that's my phone. <laughs> He's actually trying to. Uh, uh, what is it called? Command. The the uh, the Wall Street people. He's trying to to appeal to them that oh y'all will have jobs if you help me pass this jobs bill kind of thing, right? You know. So w- what we found out was, which is really strange, is in that jobs bill. Oh, I could look it up real fast and actually give you the number. If I don't have it here for you in a second, then I will definitely get it for you. Um, Yeah, I don't know where I even have it saved, man. I will get it for you and put it in the show notes. But in the jobs bill, it had a a, a clause in there, um, and I will tell you the sections and stuff. And the sections was any state, who receives federal money through through not only the jobs bill but any federal funding at all, right? Uh, waives its right to Eleventh Amendment protections, right? And you're like, well, yeah, you know, you got to give up something to get something. Sometimes, I guess, but you, if people don't understand exactly what the Eleventh Amendment does and how it protects the states and the people and the businesses and the companies in that state. It's a very uh, tricky situation. Here, let me play something here for you. Yeah, it's like, uh, that's pretty fucked up, you know? You know you're not protesting right. Let's go back to this point. You know you're not fucking protesting right when the leader of the knucklehead fucking program of the, is uh, using you for his own gain. All right, this guy here, it's only a minute, y'all. So listen to this. It's going to be you know, only a minute, a little over a minute long. He's going to explain the 11th Amendment to you, and then we're going to tell you exactly how this is a backdoor gun grab situation, all right? Yep. Hi, I'm James Novak, and you're watching Law Web TV. Today we're covering uh, United States Constitution amendments. The 11th Amendment, which we're covering now, is the immunity of the states from suits from out-of-state citizens and foreigners, and foreigners not living within state borders. Simply put, this is the power of the United States not to extend suits, that is lawsuits, against a state that is a citizen in a different state. Simply put... Or a foreign national. That's all we need from him. Okay? <laughs> that guy's he was kind of dry. You know what? I hope you all made it through the 38 seconds. But uh, what it does is, it allows you know people to sue other sta- uh, state governments, like people from Texas could sue Arkansas or people in Arkansas, uh-huh. right? Without ha- without having to go to Arkansas courts and file the claims. You right. see what I'm saying? It also allows foreign foreigners and foreign governments to directly sue businesses, people, or governments in the United States. So why would this be in the jobs bill? Yeah, what the fuck. Did they say why? I mean, in in the report, did they say why they had it in there? Or no, no. I just heard. I actually heard a congressman on they the just floor tried to slide it in like they yeah, did. Yeah, right, right. It was just a part of the jobs bill. Uh, I wish I could. I wish I could actually name the congressman that uh, found it and and brought it to the House floor. Uh, it was on C-SPAN. I got a clip. They ain't gonna look for it. <laughs> it just we'll put links to all this stuff. And he brought it up, and then. We got a uh, the NRA magazine, right? Yeah, it, was it goes first back freedom. to uh, Fast and Furious, right? Right, 
and it was called Mexico Knocking. And Shooter Dan's the one that brought it to me. So we're in trouble if all this stuff lines up perfectly. Then Mexico uh, is there. It is right there. Wait, you want to tell them? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the way it sits now, because there is 11th Amendment protections, the Mexican government is going to have to bring it to the Mexican courts right. and go through all the process saying that they are going to sue the, either gun manufacturers or people that have used guns against Mexico. Maybe they're going to bring a suit against uh the state of Texas or the state of Arizona or manufacturers of firearms. It doesn't matter. They could actually blanket the country with, but in order to do that, what they got to do is find them guilty and a monetary sum in a Mexican court first. Without the 11th amendment, they can sue the fuck they want. Right. Directly. But we're talking about the way it sits now is they have to, Oh yeah. They have to go through a process loopholes or jump, jump through the hoops first. Right. And all they're going to do is, Find a, a some value that, let's say, Smith & Wesson owes the Mexican people, right? And then they would take that to the, the federal government, and they would uh, appeal them to please, you know, see this in the court. And the courts will decide whether they'll see the case or not. And most times out of 10, no. You know what I mean? Because they know it ain't going to go any further and this, that, and the other. But what happens when you strip away that 11th Amendment? Mm-hmm. It's like they can go directly in. And they can sue every gun manufacturer that they, that's found a gun that's been used in a crime or has been found in Mexico. You know what I mean? And they can they can basically try to bankrupt the whole firearms industry this way. Yeah, and here's the kicker. Um, there's a large percentage of the firearms manufacturing industry uh-huh. is owned by a very small group of people. Right. Like Freedom uh-huh. owns like almost... Every, almost every big manufacturer I can think of is owned by the, uh, it's a conglomerate. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So it makes it easier for them to net some uh, big manufacturers. See what I'm saying? So they would just they sue, just have to sue Freedom, right. right? And then it would just bankrupt the companies. It's from Freedom the, Group, sorry. Yeah, from the inside out. You know, so so when you start looking at this whole Project Gunrunner situation. And they're sending all these guns down there to create havoc and create violence and into whatever their purpose was, which we are as gun owners understand that it was an excuse to say, we got to save the poor Mexican people. We got to clamp down on our second amendments here. We got to have more gun control and this, that, and the other, you know what I'm saying? But what it's really doing is creating lawsuits. And if they can get something passed in the jobs bill uh, that strips away that 11th amendment protection, well, yeah, they're coming. It's wide open. You know, they we all right. You already know they want your guns, right? That's a given, right? All right, all right. And it's just weird to me how everything's going through so fucking easy right now. You know what I mean? Uh huh. It's like something's up. Like they know, like they got an ace in the hole. Like they're cheaters. You know, how you playing against a cheater, right? You win a few hands, and like oh fuck it, I don't care. Right. We'll take all your money from here in a few minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. You lose a few to make it look good. Right. <laughs> they're coming at us from the back door. Yeah. You know how you know how when you 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 know you you're cheating on your old lady or old man you, you you let your partner sneak through the back door right yeah they're coming through the back door people so uh, you you heard it keep an eye out if, uh, and that that's not the first time that they I don't think it's the first time that they got tried to get that eleventh amendment passed through 
It, it ain't the first time? I, I don't think so. We'll see. Well, I, I, if that bill, which I heard is dead in the Senate, when it's going back to the House for revisions to try again. Yeah, they're going to keep trying. Right. It's going to rise back up. So we have to be vigilant here. You know, uh, we have to keep vigilant. Our Constitution is the only thing that protects us sometimes, you know. And for these people, like Operation, uh, Operation, Operation Wall Street, it's Occupy Wall Street, you know, the, it, a lot of them want to just get rid of the whole system, the whole Constitution. <laughs> Yeah, and that's not necessarily a good thing. We just need to take it down to to manageable levels. You know, the way it's really supposed to be is fifty individual states operating in a you know on an autonomy yeah. on their own. And you know, if if California is doing really well with their plan, it could be mimicked by Nevada and used, and it's always going to get better. Mm-hmm. But when you have a centralized government from the top down dictating across the other states. You got a problem, you know? Yeah, it's like uh, old Mr. GB used to talk about with the sleight of hand, you know what I mean? GB. Glenn Beck. Okay. With the sleight of hand, it's like they just throw out all these distractions and then they just slip it in on you through the back door. <laughs> Motherfuckers. And I don't, I'm beginning to wonder if they even need to go through Congress or the Constitution even matters on stuff anymore. You know what I mean? Like that one, uh, I read one thing. Where Obama administration got it passed for um, that database for people buying more than one guns in right. the states uh, down the border. border. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's all fucking bullshit. It, it is. And that, that's one case. There's another case. Oh, it was when Obama remember the jobs bill and he didn't make it or didn't get passed. I think that was the same. Uh huh. Same one. Right. And he told his administration, uh, his high level administrators, to. Uh, do whatever it takes to get. Yes. Yeah, we're going to go through and pick shit right. out that was important to them and right, do whatever right, right, fucking right. they had to to, to, to get do it, it on, the, on the backslide. Right. Yeah, they're using the bureaucracy of of uh, appointed administrators to uh, enforce laws that do not exist. You know, it, right. it, it is a bullshit, cowardly way to do things. Do you know what I mean? This is not the way it was intended by our our founders. And it's not a, it it makes absolutely no sense to me, and it really pisses me off. And I get heated and hot, and it's like they they're, they're ridiculous. Yep. Right. Here, here you go. This is what I got to tell you. Here on big oh realclearpolitics.com, dot com, it has a video, and the video says uh, Obama spoke about Fast and Furious before Holder claimed he even knew about it. <laughs> We're gonna play it. <laughs> I uh, give the King Douchebag Award to Eric Holder. Congressman Cummings, let's get to one of the questions here. Let's first listen to the Attorney General. He came before this committee back in May. Here's what he said. When did you first know about the program, officially I believe called Fast and Furious? To the best of your knowledge, what date? I'm not sure of the exact date, but I probably heard about Fast and Furious for the first time over the last few weeks. He says over the last few weeks, that is on May 3rd, 2011. May, May Listen 3rd. to this interview the President of the United States, not the president. Attorney General, the president, the president of the United president. States, had with <laughs> CNN Espanol back in March. There have been problems. Uh, you know, uh, I heard on the news about this story that uh, Fast and Furious, uh, where uh, allegedly uh, guns were being run into Mexico and ATF knew about it but didn't 
uh, apprehend those who had, uh, who had sent it. Here it comes. Eric Holder, has, the Attorney General, has been very clear that he knew nothing about this. We've assigned Back in a, March. Uh, a, a uh, IG, uh, <laughs> Inspector General, to investigate it. You know, what the... Huh? <laughs> Am I living in an in a upside-down world here? You're living in a, a world where they got a bunch of big dicks hitting you in the face. <laughs> I um I think um Eric Holder um, allegedly um, he's doing the allegedly. Uh, and we're going to now uh, go after marijuana, medicinal marijuana in California to um a, oh, yes. Uh, to... Let me talk about that for <laughs> a minute. And, I... and we're going to uh, show you people how stupid y'all are. And uh, <laughs> go ahead. Shooter Dan and I are going to be attending a conference this Saturday. It's nullified now in Jacksonville. If any of y'all are out there and you get this and you're going to be there, let us know, man. Send us an email. Email's on the website, all right? And uh, this is a classic example of states' rights. The state of California has legalized marijuana, right? All right, end of story. Bam. The feds go, oh, hell no, it's still a federal law. And they're sending their... Little federales in there, their little minions, to shut down the dispensaries, to not only shut down the dispensaries, but uh, hurt the, biz- the the landlords of the business owners. You know, they're, they're taking everybody, uh, confiscating property. If this don't piss you off, but here's what Nullify Now, we, we, I know what we're gonna, a little bit of what we're going to learn. I'm sure it's going to be vaster. You know, Hopefully we'll get some uh, audio from there too. But the thing is, uh, Stuart Rhodes from Oath Keepers says that, the sheriff of each individual county in America is the highest law enforcement official in that county, and he has the authority invested in him to kick out federal agents out of his county. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so what was technically should happen here is when the feds come into Orange County, California to shut down dispensaries, the Orange County sheriff should step in and say, uh-uh, this is state law, it's legal, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Right. But California needs their money. Yeah, federal money. They need that money. <laughs> they need the money. So they go, okay. That's, go where the, that's where the marijuana lobbyists, you motherfucking hippies need to start donating in California, damn it. Raise <laughs> some money. Out, 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 you know, out muscle them fucking motherfuckers, you know? You have to. It's all about money. It is all about money. It's also about knowledge. Yeah, and money. Yeah. yeah. But this is a classic example of the federal government overstepping its reach into states' rights, mm-hmm. and they need to have, and money, and they need to knowledge. Yeah, you're right. It is about knowledge because people don't know that they can. there's right. ways to fight against it. Right. You know, and, and of course, if California did this, the feds would cut off the money supply, and California's bankrupt already, and it's probably being floated by the feds anyway. So they're in a, you know, it, it goes back to, I don't mean to get biblical on you people, <laughs> but it's like in Proverbs. The borrower is the servant of the lender. Yeah. That's it. When the Fed say, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, when it, and, and that's the truth. So when the when the federal government says we're coming in and doing this, regardless, which is just another campaign promise that uh, Obama broke, by the way, when they said they're going to come in there and do this, California ain't got a leg to stand on because they're crippled. Nothing against crippled people. <laughs> Except deaf people. We don't like deaf people. Goddamn deaf people. Can't, we can't stand them motherfuckers. Because they can't hear us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, we're not politically correct around here. Y'all already know that, so whatever. All right, what else we got? Oh, I know what we got. You ready for this one? 
I gotta do this one, man. Are you ready, Shooter Dan? Are what? you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let me present to you the ass fucking clown of the week. And that would be none other than Mr. Joe Biden. The vice president of the United States. The vice president of the United States. Made it to Ask Clown Zombie of the Week. <laughs> Congratulations, Mr. Biden. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Biden, what the fuck are you doing? Y'all people, if you haven't heard what he said, and it, he actually made a point in what he said for guns, to be more guns on the street, and for more people to have concealed carry. He don't even realize it. I'm going to play the clip. All right, here we go. Joe Biden, the ass clown of the week. Friends are going to oppose this, this whole jobs bill, and this, but this is just temporary. Well, let me tell you. It's, it's him promoting the jobs bill again. Hold on. When that 911 call comes in and a woman's being raped, if a cop shows up in time to prevent the rape, it's not temporary to that woman. It's not temporary to the guy whose store is being held up and there's a gun pointed at his head. If a cop shows up and he's not killed, that's not temporary <laughs> to that store owner. Store Give owner. me a break. Temporary. Give him a, give him a gun, Joe. I wish these guys had thought it was temporary. I wish they had some notion what it's like to be on the other side of a gun or a 200-pound man standing over you telling you to submit. Folks, it matters. It matters. It kind of sounded like that story I read, huh? Yeah. Days in, Clark? Exactly. <laughs> It's funny. That's coincidence. We didn't put that together, people. No, it was, it was all on the fly, as and, you could tell. Uh, but the thing is, that was him speaking about the jobs bill. He's, he's saying he's if, a if fucking you don't, pussy. That's why. If you don't pass the jobs bill, there's going to be chaos in the streets. There's going to be guys with guns in your faces. There's going to be this and that. You're scaring people because, it, it, and it was called the clip was Joe Biden talks about passing the jobs bill. Really? Boy, he's on a campaign to get that passed. I wonder why. Yeah, from now on, since he made it to Ask Clown Zombie of the Week, <laughs> he is now given a new name. What's that? Joe Who. <laughs> Joe <laughs> Who? Yeah, Who. Who? <laughs> who the fuck is it? Joe? Joe Who? All right. Yo, also, our illustrious Federal Bureau of Instigation has stopped another terrorist attack. Did you hear about this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you believe it? Federal Bureau of, Invest of Instigation. Instigation. That's goddamn right. Right. For all of y'all that don't know what happened with the with this situation is they stopped a couple of uh, guys from trying to blow up the Saudi envoy that was coming here or whatever. But the whole thing revolved around the FBI having complete and total control of these two guys, giving them the fake explosives, and sending them out to do the dirty work, and then arresting them, and looking at us going, hey, we kept you safe. Yeah. Ding! <laughs> you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Slimy. It is. How many more? And you know, it didn't gain traction in the news hardly at all. Oh no! Everybody mocked it and laughed about it right off the bat. Yeah, they it did. Was like a joke. They did. It was kind of like one of them situations where 
people are becoming wise to your false flag operations. So why don't you just go ahead and just stop? You know, just stop. We, we don't. We're not buying it any. We're not buying what you're selling, government. And it's just time for you to stop what you're doing. Yeah, stop doing your boot scooting boogie monkey fucking jig for us. You know, <laughs> goddamn. It's nothing but entertainment now. You. You alien fuck. Hey, 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 we're going to take a little uh, break, and we're going to come back after this little break with the, uh, a, a, a new segment. It's only going to be two or three. We're going to probably extend a couple, two or three podcasts out. I don't really know yet, however long it takes till we get done. We'll put them at the end of each podcast so you can listen and learn. Oh, man, that's going to be that's, it's gonna be longer than three. Do you think? Oh, yeah. All right. A well, lot of shit to cover. And we'll try to keep it pretty short it's pretty if we scary. can. pretty scary. You'll see why in a minute. All right. So uh, enjoy. Are you a horror fan that has a taste for blood? Do you search cyberspace for movie monsters, zombies, and creatures from beyond? If you do, then the Necronomicast is just what you've been thirsting for. Join Dr. Death and the Reverend Podfather each week as they provide commentary and interviews with celebrities and industry professionals in the horror sci-fi genres. Find the Necronomicast at necronomicast.libson.com. Bite. Scream. Listen. Repeat. We have a very important message for you. Yes. And we don't exactly know how to begin this, so we're just going to start telling you. The government is out to kill you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I cracked myself up with that one. Yeah, but we're not. It's joking. so true, though. You know, we're not joking at all, and we're gonna prove it to you, motherfuckers. So pay attention. <laughs> right. Pay attention to this episode and everyone that follows until we tell you to stop, and which we'll never do. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna um, lay some things out on how many goddamn different ways the motherfucking man is trying to stick it to you. Yeah, and stick it to you. I mean, by taking your fucking money and killing your ass at the same time. Yeah, okay, don't get any worse than that. It's true. <laughs> They're trying to kill you. They take your fucking candy and kick you in the fucking head. Right. They ain't nothing but bullies. All right. So you're just a little teeny kid walking down the road. And a big bad fucking zombie comes and snatches your fucking ice cream and eats it right in front of you. <laughs> and then slaps you in the face with his dick. <laughs> and then eats your mama. That's what we're going to prove. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got carried away. That's all right. Here we go. I want y'all to listen to this little clip. That it'll set up what we're about to get into. All right. At the turn of the 20th century, rapid industrialization and urbanization led to a social upheaval, defined by goals for a civilization free of violence, disease, and mental ailments. However, the means by which this utopian society would be attempted would include some of the most profound ethical violations in the history of the United States. president was behind it, liberals were behind it, conservatives were behind it, even the Catholic Church at one point was behind it. Intense growth of American industry, agricultural mechanization, and widespread immigration 
led to the first major migration away from the farms and into the city, which was now expanding faster than adequate housing could be provided. The solution to the modern problems of an industrialized society required increased government involvement in the social sphere, a philosophy known as progressivism. The construct of scientific management offered a methodical means of social engineering. Geneticists of the age could prove, through the use of human pedigrees and their knowledge of plant and animal genetics, that degeneracy was an inheritable trait. It seemed only right that if a society free of all mental and physical ailments, free of violence and crime, illiteracy and foolishness, it seemed only right to end the reproductive capabilities of people expressing these traits. Eugenics was the result of an America unwilling to make social changes, an upper class fearful of its laboring counterparts. Eugenics placed the blame of a social quandary on individual races and classes, and thus freed from culpability the industrial, scientific, and political barons of the time. So, did y'all pay attention to what he said? Forced sterilization of degenerate uh, pedigrees. Who makes these determinations? The whole concept of eugenics is a fascinating one, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and if you don't know what eugenics is, I'll give you a brief rundown of it. Eugenics, eugenics is something that has been used over... I mean, they use it in cattle and dog breeding. They use it in plants to, to, to always hybridize these plants to, to grow the, the, the healthiest. You're going to keep the seeds from the healthiest plants and let them grow and mature and take the seeds from the healthiest plants again. You know, you're not going to, you weed out the weak, you know, and the whole science of eugenics is about doing that with the human race. This is nothing new. And I, you know, and I will tell you uh, where it first was developed and thought out, you know. So uh, it was Sir Francis Galton who fir first coined the term eugenics in 1883. Initially, he first he focused on what they call positive eugenics. Positive eugenics, and there's negative eugenics. Positive eugenics is taking the best of the breed and mating them, and, and like in dogs, for instance, to, to get the qualities you want, Right. And uh, positive eugenics can produce the the offspring, and you take the best again, and you keep doing it over several generations, and you have like a, the perfect dog, right? Right. Um, negative eugenics is a little different. Negative eugenics is the the weeding out process, the yeah, annihilation. Which they also do with dogs, or the bad ones, the bad owners. Right. They fix them. You know, they so right. I'm sure those people that listen to. Um, Rogan's last podcast, he talked about Michael Vick. Michael Vick, you know, would kill off all the bad dogs. Right. That's why people hate him for it, you know. Yeah, well, that and the fighting of the good dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's more of the just the brutality and uh, dark side of him just fucking having the gumption to kill like that without no, no conscience. You know? Right. It's like, what what is this person capable of type right. of thing. But anyway, he's a douche. Go on. He is a douche. It's a, it has a lot to do with uh, Darwin, too, and his theory when he came out with the evolutionary or, um, well, what's the word? Natural selection. Right. Yeah. It, and it does, seeing that Galton was his cousin, yeah. you know, and he was very much influenced by 
origin of species by Darwin. So, uh, damn it, I don't have it here too. It's interesting. What? Uh, I don't have it in front of me. I don't remember it. The the original title of Darwin's um, famous book. Origin, you know origin of species. I just said it. I know it was that wasn't the original title. Oh, I don't know what the original title was. That was an original title. Mm-mm. Hmm. Go ahead and tell tell the people more about it. I'll be right back. All right. So the idea was to take the above average traits of intelligence or beauty or whatever it is you were looking for and be able to breed this into you know have them breed with each other to basically have a product that is a an improved human race right it was also these ideas you know even though it was the late 1800s didn't really gain ground until the 1900s early 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 1900s as a matter of fact and it was a mr adolf hitler who attended a world council on scientific genetic research or something of that nature i don't have that right in front of me but he first came up with the whole idea of the aryan race the master race of the germanic people through the late 1800 uh eugenicist scientists okay and this is all documented i don't you know if you don't believe anything i say go find it for yourself but the founder of the progressive party was president uh Theodore Roosevelt, who was actually started off as a Republican, and it was he was a big, big, big uh, supporter of this whole thing. Uh, he had said that society has no business to to permit degenerates to reproduce their kind. Any groups of farmers who permitted their best stock not to breed. And let all the increase come from the worst stock should be treated as fit inmates for an asylum. Someday we will realize that the prime duty, the inescapable duty of the good citizens of the right type is to leave his or her blood behind him in the world. And that we have no business to permit the perpetuation of citizens of the wrong type. So ask, let me ask you, are you the right or the wrong type? The great problem of civilization, he, can, he went on to say, is a secure is to secure a relative increase of the valuable as compared with the less valuable or noxious elements in the population. The problem cannot be met unless we give full consideration to the immense influence of heredity. So the Progressive Party founder, Theodore Roosevelt, was a proponent of this back way back in the before the First World War, you know? And it first got its footing in about 1904 okay and in 1904 they opened up what they call the eugenics record office at cold spring harbor new york uh there was biologists there uh charles a man named charles davenport the director was harry laughlin these names are going to come in later but both of these men were members of the america's breeders association and that's not for dogs people that's for (laughs) you yeah. <laughs> on that note, the, I got the title. It was called The Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection for the Preservation of Favored Races in the Struggle for Life. There you go. That was the original title. That was the whole title. And they said, oh, no, that sounds too bad. We got to just cut it we, down. We like what you got to say here, but uh, <laughs> we can't we, let's strike this last sentence out. Right. We don't want to. Negative eugenics 
has developed here in the United States and in Germany played on fears of race degeneration, okay? Uh, the eugenicists attempted to demonstrate the power of heredity by constructing pedigree charts of defective families. They actually went out. This is where social workers first got their hold uh, in society and inside government. The social workers would go out and make actual pedigrees of all these families around the cities and, and stuff like that. Uh -huh. and, if, and if you had criminal elements in your family line, like your father was a criminal or your mother was a whore, or it, it, you could be put on a list for forced sterilization. Think about that for a second. The government was saying you do not have the right to breed. You know, you don't. You're just a weak squiggly. You're just the you're just the low life fucking weak jizz. <laughs> that's what they look at it from a science method. Right. That yeah, that's it. You, you your know? your swimmers aren't strong. In a biological uh, world, you know, if you if you ain't fucking strong, you get you get your ass handed to you and sent packing. That's it. But um, did you also talk? Well, I I read something too that. That was the history, right? Uh, well, but I heard that the idea, the, the, the focal idea or the point came from uh, the slaves. That was where it totally originated from, the whole concept. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it one bit. Seeing that he wrote, he wrote when did he write uh, Origin of Species there in 18? Yeah. It was, right, it was during slave times, I'm sure, yeah. 1840s. See, what happened was right when, after the Civil War, when you know everything was good and all the you know all the all the uh, indentured servants or what you know were being used and, and and that's a whole another subject but slavery was deeply embedded not just in the south but throughout the whole country right. you know, it was in everything it was right. in everything everywhere you looked it was in advertising it was in the economy right. you know it was it was up north just as well as down south and they were considered degenerate yeah and, but and, they were slaves inferior, they, they were um and they were uh controlled you know but after the civil war ended now they've got four million blacks the way they looked at it <laughs> right you know being the bastards they were they're like uh-oh we got a fucking major problem now <laughs> you know what i mean it's like what what they didn't expect that they didn't expect when they brought the slaves over they didn't expect that they would ever be free people you know to roam amok and do what they want to do right so that was when the whole idea came out. It was like, how do we get rid of them now that they're free? Right. You know, right. as sad as it is, that, that was the case. And that was the same time that the first gun laws, became, first gun control measures were taken because they didn't want uh, guns in, in uh, African-American hands, you know. So they came up with a scheme for gun control. It just backfired on everybody, you know. A lot of bad stuff came out of the late 1800s because of, because of the freeing of the slaves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me get back on point here. They said that uh, there's direct links between progressive American eugenicists, such as Margaret Sanger, who I've mentioned in previous podcasts, and I'll get to here in a minute. Yeah, what a bitch, huh? Right. And Harry Laughlin, who I mentioned earlier, right, who was a part of the eugenics record office. There was and racial. Oh, there, there's. <laughs> sorry about this. Progressive American eugenicists, such as Margaret Sanger and Harry Laughlin, and racial oppression in the U.S. There's your racial oppression. And in Europe as well, Harry Laughlin wrote that the Virginia model statute, uh, that was the basis. It was the basis. Remember this. This is the basis 
for the Nazi law for the prevention of hereditary diseased offspring. Hereditary diseased offspring could, can, that right there alone tells you that there's something wrong with this whole thing because they what did they consider hereditary disease? Feeble mindedness. Yeah, that was a big one. Right. Uh, yeah, you know, if you they were, just blatantly just right out said, you know, that fucker's suffering from stupidity. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And they just labeled it differentness or different names because feeble-mindedness was an easy way of saying you're fucking stupid or retarded or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? And it was com- and it was com- and it was completely <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's all right. And it was completely objective. You know, it was like it was the person watching and they're making the determination the social worker whether you were feeble-minded or not. Yeah. yeah. So don't drool on yourself when the social workers come. <laughs> they, might sn- <laughs> they, they might sniff your goodies. <laughs> oh, I know. Right? <laughs> Think about it. You're sitting there freaking. You, if they, yeah, they di- even had commercials and shows. Oh, oh yeah, it was all scary shit. Look you at, go back and watch. What was it called? Uh, Beyond Tomorrow or something like that. It was a film that actually a propaganda film put out by one of these eugenicist organizations back then. Yeah. For, well, forever tomorrow, to the, tomorrow they forever. They came to the girl's home and told her her parents and her family had been taken away. Yeah, and then she had to be taken in, and, and they had been sterilized, snip, snip. and right. she had to be sterilized, and then she snuck out the back window. And said, "Fuck you, motherfucker! You're and, crazy." And let me tell you something: if you think that this is ridiculous, think about it. Uh, uh, forced sterilization laws was on the books all the way up until the 1970s. Um, over sixty thousand people were sterilized by force in America. California led the way. It it just uh, I'm just amazed that that during that commercial that show whatever it was called Beyond Tomorrow something like that or tomorrow I should look it up for you. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> well, we have other episodes. We'll we'll play it for you. We'll put it in. Yeah. But anyway, I'm I'm was amazed watching that. Going, they expected people to buy this shit. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. It is. They're so scary in there. You know what I mean? It's like they were using that as a tool to sell it to the people, right? Right. They were just creepy. You know. They were. And this is all brought to you by the Progressive Party of America. (laughs) Just think about that when they start talking about progressives nowadays, because they always think they know what's best for society. They're the social. They're the social engineers. You know, they're the ones that want to put it all together for. And just like this, this health care plan that's in effect, I'm not even going to call it Obamacare. It's just a health care um, swindle that they're trying to get back in so they can start figuring out. Yeah, I know. That's what the whole um, NWO is all about. You know, I wouldn't be so much against NWO if it was a bunch of uh, macho swinging dick fucking southern people wielding guns. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but these motherfuckers are progressives, and they want to fucking rule the world. They and, do. Uh, really bad yeah and they're gonna do and, and as we progress with this little segment here uh, y'all just bear with us because we're gonna get into how it's actually affecting and how this hasn't died it might have went underground and got pushed underground but it hasn't died and how it's still available uh and, and things are put in place today to continue along this way but let me go ahead and uh, go ahead. wrap this up all right so where was i at Oh, yeah, Laughlin. He wrote the Virginia motto that was the basis for the Nazis' law for the prevention of hereditary diseased offspring. Laughlin's assistance to Adolf Hitler's cause resulted in an honorary doctorate from the Heidelberg University in 1936. 
All right. So the the man who wrote the Virginia statute, the Virginia law for forced sterilization, received honorary degrees from Adolf Hitler. It's just ridiculous. All right. But anyway, let me go on. Sanger, that's Margaret Sanger, as a matter of fact. She uh, she wrote articles on eugenics and birth control review. That was a magazine back then. Sanger stated during work related to her. Uh, quote, Negro Project, end quote, that the ministers, oh, oh she, all right, let me slow down again because I get excited. The, <laughs> she said they needed a minister, a black minister, to push this Negro Project on people in the, in the black communities. And it's a good thing to have your baby killed, you know? Mm-hmm. And so far they've been very successful. <laughs> they is, they're patient motherfuckers. They're like, all right, you know, well, it right. not happen right away, but we got plenty of time. Right. Yeah, they, they've been rather successful. If you look at the numbers, like in Freakonomics or whatever, yeah. where they talk about that very issue of abortion. and, and She said that this minister is very important. He should be trained, perhaps by the Federation, as to our ideals and the goals that we hope to reach. We do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And the minister is the man who can straighten out the idea if it ever occurs to any of, of their more rebellious members. It's like he was the one there that was going to, to sue them and tell them it was okay. Kind of, it was kind of like that that minister project where the CIA got all the ministers together. Remember that one? In, ca- in case yeah, it was massive. they wanted to use uh, all of the the clergy for gun confiscation yeah, and martial law uh, to push their douchebag agendas and she margaret singer is such a bad woman she not only attended but actually spoke at a new jersey meeting of the ku klux klan the american eugenics society society presented eugenics ex- exhibits and state fairs throughout the country they promoted this thing as a really good thing blah 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 all right here i'm gonna go ahead and skip on forward past some of this right here the worst part of this whole thing that came out was a lady named Carrie Buck. She was the first woman to ever be forced sterilized under the new Virginia law. It happened in uh, 1927. They never apologized to her. Upon her death, they did they did put something uh, out uh, posthumously saying, you know, that we're sorry about this and stuff. But while she lived, to, the, to, to the, her bitter end days, she was forced to go her entire adult life and never be able to, to bear children. And she resented the state, just like you should. Most uh, involuntary sterilizations occurred in the 30s and 40s, but some states, such as Virginia, continued the practice until the law was repealed in the 70s. Most of the victims were poor and uneducated, and none received compensation. Uh, the alignment of eugenics and race purification is commonly associated with Nazi Germany. But the fervor of the eugenics movement in the United States is less widely acknowledged, despite the vanguard role it played by American scientists. These advocates push for the perfection of the human gene pool by influencing the reproductive process. Right now, what happened was that she got, of course, uh, uh, sterilized in 27. Okay, uh-huh. um, just 10 short years later, you know, a little over 10 years later, the war broke out, and. Of course, we know the atrocities that happened over in World War II with Hitler and the concentration camps and the, some of the things that he was doing that was so terrible, right? And he gave eugenics a bad name, you know? So it had to be called other things. Margaret Sanger, for instance, the whole 
forced sterilization plan and the birth control center and the Planned Parenthood. It, it became Planned Parenthood, and, and you know, so it's still alive and well today. That was her baby back then, and it's still here today. Now we got to wrap this up pretty quick because yeah, what's one of uh, what's got, one of uh, we only got nigger minerals. Left. Um, well, I'm sorry, my dog. That's my dog's name. Sorry, <laughs> right. Uh, what our, our president? One of his. Uh, that's one of his be- favorite organizations. Which is Planned Plan- Parenthood. Yeah, yeah. He always seems to be giving money to to Planned Parenthood in some way, shape, or form. Progressives love Planned Parenthood. That's all y'all need to know. Right. So here, I'm going to give you a quick list of uh, people, past and present, who believe in this. This is just a, a very short list of people who promoted this idea. Of course, Charles Darwin, H.G. Wells, Margaret Sanger, Samuel Butler, Alexander Graham Bell, John D. Rockefeller. Remember that because that's coming up again in, in, in this future segments, all right? And Theodore Roosevelt, John H. Kellogg. If you don't know who John, John H. Kellogg is, uh, Kellogg, cereal baron who created cornflakes. Yeah, that's going to be a, something very important here, here coming yeah. up. Um, Charles Davenport, Jacques Cousteau. Jacques Cousteau. And I used to love Jacques Cousteau. I know. Uh, John Maynard Keynes. If you don't know who John Maynard Keynes is, he is the founder of Keynesian economics that we still go by today that was instituted after the creation of the Federal Reserve in 1913. Don't y'all just think it's funny? Just think about this for a minute, people, what all happened between 1913 in 1935, we had eugenics. We had prohibition. Yeah, that was like the big motherfucking bang of eugenics. Right. And now it's just uh, we now had, it's developed into a full-fledged universe. We had alcohol prohibition, marijuana prohibition. We had uh, eugenics. We had uh, the creation of the Federal Reserve. God uh, damn. Right. Uh, we had the influence of Keynesian ex- economics. Why? Because... We'll get into all how economics ties into the eugenics movement in later episodes. We only got like 10 minutes left on that recording. So, you ready to wrap this up? Yeah, we'll... um, We'll get into it more. We'll continue, and uh, like I said, we're going to delve into this subject real deep and just show you how many different ways you are being fucked. Right, and we'll we'll be sure to put them on the end of the podcast like this, so if you don't want to listen, you can cut it off. But it's interesting stuff that we want to share with you without all the the silliness. We just wanted to get the history laid down, and then uh, we'll come at you with some more good stuff on later episodes. So, remember, people. From the battle station deep inside Easy K compound. If you don't know your rights, you don't fucking have any. Later, Hoopals. Thanks for listening. 